Welcome to the Bold Speak Podcast. I'm Anthony Creedon. Today on the podcast, we're going to take a look at anger, how it's a very deceptive emotion and how that makes it very difficult to overcome. And on the inner out, we're going to do a Christmas cookie edition, taking a look at the cookies that we love and the ones that we hate. And we'll even tell you how to make the ones that are good, not the ones that are bad. All of that right now as we give them the bold speak. Welcome back, everyone, to the Bold Speak podcast. Uh, very glad to be with you and very glad to continue with you on this series, Overcome by the Gospel, as we take a look at some of the struggles and the things that the gospel and gospel living help us to overcome. Uh, last time we talked a little bit about fear and how the gospel helps us to overcome fear and the complexities and difficulties with that. On this episode, we're going to address uh, something that I think is even more difficult and complex than fear, uh, and that is anger. Um, anger really has some some difficulties around it, mainly because um, anger is uh, just got a lot of complexity to it. Um, it's it's very level. It's very deep. Uh, and so we're going to get into that a little bit more. Uh, joined once again by my beautiful, wonderful, amazing, talented wife, Ashley. Hello, honey. Hello. Um, and she's going to help us as we sort of work through a lot of the uh, difficulties and complexities of, of overcoming anger. So... To begin this conversation, I think there's a couple of things that we have to sort of state up front, and, and maybe the first thing we really have to address is um, part of the complexity that's associated with anger is that that anger is really an emotional mask, right? Right. It it it, it masks a lot of things that are going on deeper inside of you um, that sort of come out as anger, but but anger is really the uh, result of, of kind of deeper things that you're feeling. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And, and understanding that I think is, is critical as, as, as we jump in here. Definitely. So last week we mentioned Brene Brown, um, the, the shame and vulnerability researcher. Um, and I think in a lot of ways in, in regards to these topics, she really hits the nail on the head. Sure. Um, yeah. knowing that a lot of these things and, and a lot of their remedies stem from vulnerability. Sure. Yeah. Um, so she's, she's very relevant within a lot of these topics and she says about anger, um, anger is a secondary emotion, one that only serves as a socially acceptable mask for many of the more difficult underlying emotions that we feel. Hmm. Yeah. So in a lot of ways, we're, you know, we feel anger to mask fear, to mask hurt, right. to mask, um, you know, any of those other emotions that, that are harder to accept or harder to feel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anger sort of becomes the, and like she says, sort of socially acceptable. People mm -hmm. understand anger. They, they, you know, they, they see it and, and they think like on the surface, it seems like, okay, they're angry about this thing or that thing. But yeah, a lot of times there's, there's things going on much, much deeper down um, that, that need to be addressed if, if, you're going to actually tackle the, the difficulties of anger. Right. So for example, with that, um, in a little bit more of a concrete way, say, uh, I don't know, your spouse doesn't put the dishes away. Right. Um, not that that's ever happened in, no, in our no, home. No, 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 never, never. <laughs> uh -huh. um, you get angry, but maybe what you're actually feeling is, is undervalued. Um, sure. Or not supported, um, right? That you're the only one that picks up around the house, or or something like that. So it it manifests itself as anger, right? Um, but 
in a lot of ways, there's a lot more deeper things going on beneath the surface. Yeah, anger is sort of the external emotion, but mm-hmm. the the kind of internal struggle is, is is not the anger itself. Right. You know, like you said, it's that feeling of kind of being undervalued or or unappreciated. Um, yeah, you know, and there's uh, there's a lot of things like you know, feeling a lack of connection, like you're not connected to a people I'm, I'm reminded um as i'm thinking about this i'm reminded of uh dwight from the office mm-hmm. um right. is, is you know who's constantly getting into situations where he's angry or frustrated about things you know externally he sort of acts out but kind of really what's going on most times is he's dealing with the fact that he he wants to be a part of something bigger he wants to feel included or connected and right right and, and i think a lot of people um struggle with that as well right kind of mm-hmm. a, an identity crisis inside um you know feelings of you know maybe not being valued or, or being disconnected and, and that comes out in anger yeah absolutely um so, so that's kind of what we're dealing with when we're talking about how, you know, anger is a secondary emotion or it's a mask because there's a lot of the deeper stuff that's going on that, that really needs to, to, to be addressed before um, you can really tackle the subject of anger. So uh, I guess, you know, that being said, um, let's talk a little bit about anger itself. Um, what are what are some of the things I think about anger itself that that we need to recognize? What are the, some of the things that we need to make sure that we're understanding um, as we approach overcoming anger? Um, yeah, I think I think anger in a lot of cases is a protecting emotion. Mm. I think it's a lot easier, like I said before, it's a lot easier to feel anger than sure. it is to feel that hurt or, right. or um, you know, whatever else it's it's hiding beneath the surface. Sure. Um, hurt or a lack of connection or fear right. or, you know, we're feeling defensive because it's a moment of vulnerability. Right. Um, so it's, it's easier to feel that anger. Right. Um, and to to live within that anger than it is to to feel vulnerable. Right, right, yeah. Um, and, and there's a, a bit of a and we'll talk about this a little bit too. There's a, a bit of a feeling of power that's associated with anger. So like when you're right, feeling that's power, where I was headed next with that. Yeah, like when you're feeling Definitely. powerless, you you want to exude power. Right. Yeah, I think it's it's our way to to assume power over a situation in which we are feeling powerless. Right. Um, but. Uh, you know, in a lot of ways where it's not a way to control right. a situation. It, it feels like it is. It right. feels like it, it opens a space for revenge or right. for, you know, my anger, I'm angry and I'm going to stay angry at you right. as a means by which to get revenge. But right. th- that that's, you know, when you really think about it, that's so dumb, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to put it bluntly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just, like the the other person is not affected by your anger in the way that you are, you know, right. it, anger just, uh, it, it seems to kind of compound within yourself, you know, right. within your, within your heart. Right. And it doesn't, it doesn't fix anything. It doesn't, it doesn't right. control the situation. No. Um, in fact, it, it, when you express that anger, you're, you're probably likely at that point sort of out of control. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, you know, it's, it's funny you mentioned that I, I, whenever we think about anger being the, the super nerd that I am, um, mm-hmm. I, I always, I always think about the incredible Hulk and, and just the fascination with that character. Um, 
and I'm assuming probably most everybody is familiar with Incredible Hulk, but right. uh, for the the five people maybe in the universe that aren't, um, <laughs> right? The whole story is that you know you have Bruce Banner who is a scientist and and ends up. Um, becoming the Incredible Hulk uh, due to some complications with an experiment that he was doing. But the the main premise of the Hulk is that, you know, when, when Bruce Banner loses control by anger, he turns into this big green monster. And the big green monster is kind of pure and raw emotion, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, right. it's, it's just um, a complete lack of control. Uh, which is kind of the place that he's in. And, and Stan Lee and the, the creator of The Incredible Hulk wanted to make sure and, and kind of use it as a means by which to communicate to kids and to, to people everywhere that read it that the realities of what happens when you let anger take over. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and there's been numerous experiments out there um, that have uh, made this, uh, I think, even more defined as a reality uh, uh, that have shown that the the amygdala, which is the, the part of the brain uh, that controls all of the emotional uh, things that are going on in your head, when the amygdala is activated, it sort of activates that fight or flight. Mm-hmm. And then the frontal lobes shut off, right? And so it, it shuts off the part of our brain, the frontal lobes that are responsible for logic. Right. And so reason and logic sort of go out the window. And when anger takes over, and, and it, it just creates all sorts of problems because you're just raw emotion right right and, and how many times in anger have we done or said something that we looked back at and we thought how how did i get there <laughs> exactly like, right what, yeah what in the world possessed me to do that well it's because the frontal lobe shut off and your ability to make quality logical decisions right. uh left you right um and, so the and, rest of your brain is left thinking say this say oh, this <laughs> this would be great <laughs> right, right. this will hurt him yeah. <laughs> right, right um yeah and, and so you know so that's part of what happens, you know, you know, like you said, that, that, you know, anger doesn't really control anything. And, and, you know, when anger takes over and the amygdala is kind of on, on high alert, um, you just, you can't make quality decisions. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, it's very dangerous there. So being able to, to uh, kind of understand the underlying things that are going on beneath right. anger is, is sort of critical to keep you from getting to that point Absolutely, yep. where you lose the ability, um, to, to, to make good decisions. Um, so, you know, that's, that's, I think an important thing. Um, you know, one thing I think we have to touch on too, um, which is, is out there and, and I've personally heard it a lot, um, is, you know, this idea of, well, well isn't righteous anger. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. you know, our, our, yeah aren't we called to have some righteous anger, you know, over sins and whatever. And I I think at the outset, the first thing we need to say is you are not capable of righteous anger. Um, (laughs) Neither am I. Um, I, None of us are because, you know, we're, we're not God. Um, And, and so his anger and the anger that he feels and the anger that he experiences is is very different um, than the anger that, that we have. Um, and you know, there are a, a couple of Bible verses that I think that get to this really, uh, really well. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm thinking of Psalm 37, eight, where it says refrain from anger and forsake wrath, fret not yourself. It tends only to evil. Uh, Proverbs 14, 29, whoever is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who has a hasty temper exalts folly. Um, I'm going to go to the New Testament. You have James 1.20. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Mm-hmm. Right. So there are tons of places all over the Bible that talk about that that anger as an emotion for humanity is is dangerous. Right. So to, to, to think that we can carry the same sort of righteous anger, 
you know, that leads to where everybody sort of goes with this was his Jesus, you know, turning over the tables in the mm-hmm, temple. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he can do that kind of right. stuff. Um, we can't. Well, um, and I think a big difference is God is love. God is only right. capable of love. So right. in, in those situations where, where God exhibits righteous anger, yeah, it's, it's, always and only from a place of love. That is an excellent point. You yep. know, whereas we are sinful, we are evil, we are, are human. Right. And we are capable of a, a broad and, and horrible, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sense of, you know, <laughs> sure, we're capable of love when we remain connected to God, but to the source of that love, but we're capable of hate, we're capable of right. evil, we're capable of so much more. Right. So in those cases of, of quote unquote, righteous anger, right? you know, wh- what are our intentions? What are our motivations? And, and yeah. so many times those motivations are, you know, maybe we feel like they're fine, they're good, sure. whatever, but but I can guarantee it's not coming from the same place of love that God's is. <laughs> right, right, right. It's it's not even a comparison. Um, you know, and, and as we kind of did research on this topic, one of the things that came across was a great article um, from Dr. Jeffrey Gibbs, who is a, a seminary professor of mine. Um, for those of you that follow the Bold Speak uh, blog, uh, you'll see it in the uh, blog post that we wrote mm-hmm. about this topic. Uh, you can find that at www.theboldspeak.com forward slash blog. Um, there, I, I point you to this article that he wrote that, that basically says that, right? That right. we just, we, we can't do it the way God does it. So, so stop trying to claim that, you know, you have righteous anger in the same way that God had. No, don't, right, don't go right. there. God's um, not capable of evil motivations. Right. And you, you and I definitely <laughs> we are. are. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, so we have to, I think, draw a real fine line there mm-hmm. uh, and yep. be really cautious and careful, um, about the way that, the way that we use that. Yeah, and, and anger can also be murder. Right. Um, right. <laughs> uh, reminded of, you know, in, in Matthew 5, um, 21 to, let's see, 23. Yeah. Um, where Jesus is talking and says, You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and mm-hmm. whoever murders will be liable to judgment. Mm-hmm. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever right. insults his brother will be liable to the council. Mm-hmm. And whoever says, you fool, will be liable to the hell of fire. Yeesh. Right. Yeah. That's, that's intense. Yeah. Um, every time I taught, you know, the, the 10 commandments in confirmation, this was always the most mind blowing thing to, to my, my sixth and seventh grade class. I'm sure. And it it always, every week or every, every year that I taught this particular lesson was always so amusing to me because they, you know, I I think the whole class was so sure, like I've only committed, you know, maybe nine of the 10 commandments and, <laughs> never and I, murdered anybody. I yeah i didn't i haven't killed anyone yet like first of all yet <laughs> concerning <laughs> but second of all <laughs> wait till i blow your mind with this little right, tidbit right, and right. then they're all terrified <laughs> right right yeah it's like you might want to pump the brakes on that one before right. you uh, get that foot too far in your mouth <laughs> right um yeah you but, know, I, I mean it's it's fascinating to me how people can just bypass that and, right. and not even think about you know the the true depth of their anger and right. what that means right and, and, to, and to say that you know me being angry with somebody is is an offense against them 
right. um, which is really what Jesus is saying, right? This whole section um, in Matthew 5 is, is Jesus sort of um, <laughs> kind of figuratively turning the tables over on, uh, on the Pharisees because he's saying, look, you guys have associated sin with specific actions. And, mm-hmm. and it is. Right. But I'm also going to tell you and let you know that <laughs> um, the, the thoughts behind those sinful actions right. are equally sinful. What happens in your heart. Right. Exactly. Matters. And that's, yep. And that's the whole thing, you know, and it's, uh, that's why, you know, I, I, I spent a lot of time on this. Um, for those of you who've been following the podcast and know, um, there's a whole series I did on condition of the heart. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the, the episode that's lesson four, part one. Uh, deal sort of extensively with this section. So if you want to learn a little bit more about this um, or get a little bit more information about the whole section of Matthew 5, which includes this one on anger, I would encourage you to, to go back in the podcasts and, and listen to that one. Um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, hopefully what we've been able to convey here is that, you know, a- anger is, is it's quite complex. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a lot of the, the dealing with anger, overcoming anger, starts with recognizing sort of what's what's going on on the inside right um and 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 that's i think the the first real key um in terms of practically looking at how you overcome anger it's it's that recognition that you know the the struggles that you face um you know a lot of like your self perception mm-hmm. right the way that you look at yourself uh, you know negativity in that regard uh, feelings of inadequacy um all of those are, are the results of, of sin, of mm-hmm. uh, sort of a, a reality where we're very critical of ourselves or devalue ourselves. And, and so those feelings, um, I think most importantly, we have to recognize those feelings don't define you. Right. Really, I, I think step one in recognizing those things is, is saying that all of those things that are bringing about the anger, uh, that inadequacy, that lack of connection, that's all a lie. Right, mm-hmm. you, you, every single one of you, you know, myself, Ashley, everyone that's listening to this podcast, you, you need to hear this truth that your struggles, the ways that you see yourself, um, all of that stuff, it doesn't define you. The, the only thing that defines you, the only thing that tells you whether or not you are worth it is the one who made you. And, mm-hmm. and the reality of Jesus Christ is him coming, dying, taking those sins away from you, uh, shows you that you are very highly valued. Right. You mean something to God. Um, he, he loves you incredibly. So when, you, when you're struggling with those feelings of inadequacy and those feelings of disconnection, I think that's, that's a really, really important thing to remember because it, it sort of centers you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, it's a very critical first step absolutely. In, in overcoming a lot anger. of yeah, a lot of those emotions that bring mm-hmm. about anger. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, so, so I think you know, I would say start there, mm-hmm. right? Start keep reminding yourself. That's why it's great to you know continually go to worship, um, being around you know other Christians and, and people who support and love you, being around family and friends, uh, sort of reminds you of that and helps you to kind of say stay centered there. Right. Mm-hmm. I would think the next step beyond that is is to recognize the same is true for everyone else. Ah, yeah. Right. Uh, you know, the that person that cut you off in traffic was made by the same loving God right. of the universe that you were. Right. Was claimed and and died for by the same loving God of the universe right. that you are. Right. Um, you know, and and recognizing that that we are all children of God, we are all sinners, we are all struggling and trying to figure right. this thing out together. Right. Um allows for 
I think a space of a little bit more grace and, right. and vulnerability right. and being able to recognize, you know, we all make mistakes. We all, we all screw up, right. you know, in those yeah. moments of, of anger, is it, is it worth it to be angry at, you know, someone cutting you off in traffic or, right. you know, whatever, whatever it is. Um, no, right. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> right. Well, and it's this, it's this, uh, like this, this thought pattern of like, you know, using that example of someone cutting you off, it's like they cut you off and your thought is, I'm not unimportant that you would cut me off. Right. You're unimportant because right. you, right? right? And so then we all of a sudden we, we project those inner struggles, um, you know, those fears about inadequacy and things. We project those in other people. Right. And then it ends up putting us in a position where we, we villainize them. Mm-hmm. And, and that sort of villainizing and dehumanizing allows us to get to the place of anger right um and and say well you know like i said like i'm not an unimportant you're unimportant and so therefore you're and then the outrage starts Mm -hmm. right um Mm -hmm. or a situation where somebody is angry with you and you know it it feels easier rather than to try to understand you know what they're feeling what they're going through um to to return that anger with anger you know right it, it heaping anger on top of anger doesn't <laughs> negate the issue it, it, is, it results you know, <laughs> in a pile of crap right, like <laughs> you know it's uh, it's never worked <laughs> now that i can't right. think about it right um yeah yeah so compassion is is the only thing yes. that can truly lead to resolution yes, yes, there. yes that's a great word uh yeah no compassion that's it um you know having that kind of mutual understanding that we're all in the same boat and and that kind of active love for the other right yeah that's uh that's that's important mm-hmm. and I, and then i would think the, the sort of the last thing that is is super important is uh, first of all sort of the recognition that obviously we're not very good at this all the time <laughs> right. um right so so we have a tendency to lash out in anger we have a tendency to allow those um you know sort of inner demons to to create and and, and produce anger in us that lashes out mm-hmm. which means we just we got to be ready to forgive, uh, right. you know, I, and I think a lot of times, you know, the holding the grudge and, and letting anger sort of control you and rule you is because mm-hmm. we have a hard time forgiving, right? you know, and, and sort of releasing that. And, and, you know, we're kind of beating this drum over and over again because it's the drum to beat over and over right, again, right. which is forgiveness is critical. You know, forgiveness mm-hmm. was critical last week as we talked about fear. Forgiveness is critical again as we talk about anger mm-hmm. um you know a willingness this reminds to me own it yeah yeah this reminds me a little bit of um tim keller's book in yeah, within, yeah, yeah. in the meaning of marriage um and he talks about how how harmful it is within a marriage within a friendship within mm-hmm. any relationship how harmful it is to bring up somebody else's wrongs while you're still feeling angry right that kind of raw um, feeling Right, because and he points to the fact that like if you if you are bringing that up while you're still feeling angry, your motivation is not to fix things. Your motivation right. is is revenge. Right. Your motivation is to make them feel just as horrible as you're feeling yourself. Right. So he, you know, within that, he recommends take some time. Right. Figure out that anger. Let yep. that anger resolve itself, and then later come back from from a restorative point of view and right. say, you know, hey this really hurt me. Right. I'm, I'm feeling, you know, I, I, I was kind of frustrated by this. This yeah. was this, I didn't love that you did this, right. you know? Um, and, and say, you know, I, I know, I know this isn't who you are. I right. forgive you, but just so you know, for future, please don't do that again. You right. know, in, in a situation like that. And, 
And that's obviously a very <laughs> right. concise and, and short dialogue <laughs> for that. Right. Um, but, you know, his suggestion to to not bring something up until you're already at a place of forgiveness right. is, is so countercultural and so, like, against just sinful nature in general right just, i mean uh, it's, just read social media for like yeah a for real, minute for real <laughs> yeah it, but but it's so restorative yeah. and and beneficial you know it actually allows for that relationship to grow from right. that conflict rather than be hurt by and then have to move past that hurt uh, no that's excellent as I, well yeah because that that's ultimately where we're going right mm-hmm. like we we want repair right and and if you want repair try not using anger exactly um, right because because anger is never going to do it It, it's never going to accomplish what we genuinely want which is change Mm -hmm. right Right. um if if someone has done something to wrong you we we desire change in that relationship and and something productive to come from it and anger is just never the way to do that right right it's never going to accomplish that goal Mm -hmm. um yeah because then not only are you are you upset by what the other person did you're then upset by the fight that followed right yep you know and and whatever harsh words may have been spoken within that yeah argument yep yeah and we say all this uh, right exactly we say all this again uh, we're not good at it no no we we struggle with (laughs) you know i don't i don't want us to come across in any way that we're saying this as like these are examples and good things to do to to strive towards easy steps right not because they're easy but because they're they're genuine gospel living, right? Um, we struggle with them too. Absolutely, they're difficult. Absolutely, they're very difficult. You know, especially in that moment of anger where your frontal lobe is turned off, and right. and decision making is not, um, you know, up to par. Right. <laughs> um, it's hard to take the time to say, you know what, the best decision right now is to cool down, step away. Yeah, mm-hmm. never underestimate the value of, of kind of taking a moment, right, and, and mm-hmm. stepping away. And and you know, back to your previous point, I. I hundred percent agree. And I think that's something that's maybe really important for us to not maybe definitely important for us to, to say here, which is, you know, uh, this whole conversation, this whole series, um, overcome by the gospel and dealing with fear, anger, and shame Mm -hmm. resulted from our conversations of our own struggles with overcoming fear, anger, Mm -hmm. and shame. Um, this is something we deal with. This is something, you know, I I know you out there who are listening, you deal with, Mm -hmm. um, this is something I think we can all sort of work together. And that's really the hope here, right? That right. the gospel living is, is that sort of recognition that we're all in this together and we Absolutely. walk alongside each other um, to help to resolve some of these things. So um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, hopefully this can be uh, some assistance to you guys as, as it's, uh, as it's been to us yep. as we sort of work through these things. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, again, I had mentioned before, if you want to read a little bit more about this um, or engage in the conversation, we did write a blog post about it. You can find that on our website, www.theboldspeak.com forward slash blog. Um, you can maybe connect with some of the articles out there. There's a, a fascinating part of the article that we didn't talk about today, which is sort of the, the chemical reactions mm, associated yeah. with it and how you can actually be addicted to anger. Right. Um, anger addiction is a thing. So, you know, check that blog post out uh, if you want to read more on that. Also, make sure you connect with us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at forward slash the bold speak. If you have any questions or comments, uh, please chime in there. We'd love to hear from you. And who knows, maybe your questions or comments will get featured on a future episode. So mm-hmm. uh, do that. Uh, also, make sure that you share this. Uh, send this out to people if you think they would benefit from it or if there's people that you know who are maybe struggling with anger and could use some some help and some guidance here. Uh, we hope to be uh, an asset to you as well in that regard. 
Um, as always, folks, thanks so much for joining us, and, and we appreciate you taking the time. Uh, now we're going to transition into another holiday series of the Inner Out, and today we're going to look at Christmas cookies. Uh, what are our favorites, and what are the worst, at least according to us? Uh, that's all next on the Inner Out. All right, young man, in or out? All right, so last week we brought you the best and the worst of Hallmark holiday movies. Today, on our Christmas series of The Inner Out, we're going to talk Christmas cookies. Um, something we are quite fond of in, in most cases, although there are some we don't like. So let's start, honey, with you. Uh, favorite Christmas cookie right now? Christmas cookie you're super into? Oh, um. Let me just start by saying I am super into Christmas cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Period. <laughs> um, love them. Right. Yeah. Almost all of them. Right. Um, I think right now I'm I'm really into those peanut butter uh, things. I don't know what. They're oh, called. with the Hershey Kiss the, drop yeah, things. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are really good. Yeah. I'm really into those. Yeah, I like those too. We have some of those here, and they're fading fast mm-hmm. um and we'll be making sugar cookies with my family this weekend so yeah yeah sugar cookies are good pretty, pretty into those already anticipating <laughs> right. eating those lots of those <laughs> yeah you know i'm i i think right now i'm super into um this new cookie we made that's like a, like a chocolate cake cookie with a york peppermint mm, patty yeah. in the middle of it and there's like sprinkles on it, and mm-hmm. everything's working really well and it tastes really great and those are good too yeah i've been i've been pounding those um all right so now i'm sort of forced to, to ask okay uh, christmas cookies you're just out of uh, like you just you, you can't do it it's not great don't don't do these cookies <laughs> anything i would say there's probably only one Okay. That I, I genuinely, genuinely do not like, and, and that, that is gingerbread cookies. Ah, yes, gingerbread They're cookies. The worst. They are the worst. <laughs> That's mine. I no, I'm I'm right there with you. I I I don't know what it is. Like I like ginger other things, but gingerbread cookies, I just can't get behind. Right. I yeah, can't. I the, can't do the it. Flavor is just. It's just very off-putting. I don't right. know. I just. Right. You know, in, in one year, I, I got it into my head that I was going to make these gingerbread cookies. Mm. I, I had never eaten gingerbread cookies before, <laughs> I, I don't think. But you just wanted um, to make them for yeah, funsies? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know why. You like um, the idea of gingerbread yeah, cookies? Yeah, and I, I was going to make them into little gingerbread wookies. Because um, <laughs> why not? Right. They're they're the perfect cookie to make into a... Wookie. Wookie, yeah. <laughs> That's um, brilliant. Just use little, you know, little chocolate things for right. the eyes. And I used white chocolate for... His little, like, sash thing. Yeah, yeah, his sash. And, yeah. to, like, cut up the dough a little bit. Like, right, with right. little slices in it for his fur. Um, <laughs> and I, man, I probably spent, I don't know, a good three to four hours making these darn cookies. Yeah. And, you know, cutting them out, making the dough, cutting them out, decorating them. Sure. I, I had a bunch that I had frosted and, Ooh, um, you, went you know, all out. I, I, yeah, I went all out. I made all these gingerbread cookies thinking like, this will be a really great contribution. We've right. never made Christmas cookies, right, right. Or, um, gingerbread cookies within my family. Sure. Um, previously. So like, this will be a good addition. Got all done. I was so excited. I took one bite and I gotta say, I had to spit the bite out. It was... <laughs> I, 
I had no idea before that Time moment well spent. how much I hate gingerbread. <laughs> so I did not eat any more of those at all. Yeah. I had, oh my gosh, dozens. Oh, I, I bet. Dozens of gingerbread stupid cookies. And thankfully, my whole family likes gingerbread cookies, so I ah. was able to share them with my brother and my parents. And, Good. Um, they they ate them and enjoyed them. Good. Um, so they they, they were not them. all lost. <laughs> they um, can have them. I, but yeah. I did not enjoy eating them. You, you know, and it's one of those things where I, I thought maybe, like, maybe the, the ones that I've had just you know aren't made well or something you know what i mean mm-hmm. like maybe if i had somebody who makes them very well mm-hmm. I would, no but no, no never no. i've never had one i've liked i yeah. just ugh, i think it's the molasses it. for me I, oh gotcha it's yeah, such yeah. a strong and harsh flavor yeah and it just i mean ginger i i like ginger i like right the idea of gingerbread i mean the starbucks gingerbread lattes i'm, I'm <laughs> sure <laughs> all are about them probably the farthest thing from from gingerbread and right. you know more sugar Sure. Hot, in, sh- hot sugar in a cup, you know. Right. But, <laughs> but, but the idea of gingerbread is delightful to me. I think it's it's a very cute holiday cookie. Makes cute holiday houses, but, but just not into it. Yep, tastes bad. All right. Well, there you go. That's our Christmas cookie rundown uh, for both mm-hmm. Ashley and myself. We are out on gingerbread cookies, but those little peanut butter Hershey Kiss drops and those York peppermint patty mm-hmm. uh, chocolate cake cookies, those we are all into. Uh, we'll try to post some recipes for the, the ones that we like uh, down in the description yeah, so you can sure. look those up and make those yourself. Uh, gingerbread, you are on your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there you go. Uh, that's our Christmas cookie edition of the inner out. That's going to do it for this edition of the Bold Speak Podcast. Thanks again for being with us. Uh, as always, make sure you follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at forward slash The Bold Speak. Check us out online at www.theboldspeak.com. And make sure you subscribe and like and follow us on all the platforms to make sure you get the latest information and updates as to when we release new episodes. Until next time, everyone, have a great holiday. We will see you in the new year. And always, give them The Bold Speak. The Bold Speak.